All right, everybody. Welcome into the Mind of a Coach podcast. This is uh, one of your hosts, Asa Duval. Uh, I got one of my best friends with me, Nathan Moran. Nate, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Asa, how are you? I'm good, dude. I can't complain at all. You know, I'm alive and kicking, man. What's your uh, what's your week been like so far? Um, it's been good. Interesting with everything going on. This week yeah. is the uh, the week of the election. So, yeah. I mean, I stayed up all night last night to see. Uh, if we would find out who has won, who has yeah. lost, and mm-hmm. I didn't find out anything. So I woke up this morning and still didn't find out anything. It's so. like the longest like horse race ever or the longest Super Bowl ever. I'm just right? like, let's get it over <laughs> with, please. Yeah. I mean, um, once again, I, I voted for one of the two candidates, and okay. I don't care who wins as long as everyone can support the candidate. Yeah. That's yeah, where I'm yeah. at right now. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, hey, all right. You got a uh, historical fact of the week for us? So this is a little interesting one. I got it. Um, It is an NBA fact. So Mm -hmm. on November 4th, so this week on November 4th, 2001, three-time All-Star Gilbert Arenas made his NBA debut. And do you know what team that was from, Asa? I don't. It was the I would Golden. I guess the Wizards, but I, but I would guess the Wizards. See, that's the only team I ever knew him to play for, but the Golden yeah. State Warriors in a 96 to 86 win over the Portland Trail Blazers. I really did not know he started out with, with the uh, Warriors. I had no idea until I looked that up. Yeah, I, I, that's interesting because I it really had me. It. That uh, that he was he had a run though. That run he had with uh with the Wizards, he was he was special. He was on a little run there for a minute. Yes, when I mean he's one of the best, like in his prime. Like I'm not gonna say one of the best scorers ever, but I mean you'd put him in a top twenty category of scores when they're going, they're going during that. Yeah, yeah, he was he was good, man. He was good. Then he had that little incident, but whatever. Um, well, there is something. <laughs> there is some positive. Uh, there is some positive stuff going on this week, Nate. Outside of all the craziness going on in the world, not really this week, but. Nate, we're finally in the month where college basketball games are going to begin. We're fine. It, it is. I can smell it. It's here. We're close. We're finally in the same month that we're going to be playing college basketball games. Yes, um, man. I hope it's. I hope it's going to be smooth. It's. It's yeah. very weird. It's. I feel like it's a little unlike football in the sense that it's such a big team that you can quarantine a small group of people mm-hmm. in a team, and then you still have enough people to play. I mean, I mean, we saw it with. Clemson could you imagine if Trevor Lawrence had got in the whole Clemson football team had to forfeit against Boston College oh man or I mean what Wisconsin something like that's probably gonna I mean yo like a lot of teams are they're gonna gonna play some games without their top two three players it's 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 inevitable it's going to happen it's going to happen but I think that we can all agree that we would rather see something like that than nothing at all yeah I agree I totally agree um definitely but i'm excited man i'm excited it's finally here it feels like yeah. it's been forever since we've seen some college basketball so i can't wait man it, it'll honestly be it'll be fun i mean it'll yeah. be interesting too when people are sitting out and stuff because yeah i mean if you can recall when colin sexton had to play a game three on five yeah yeah it yeah, still yeah made the game interesting and it's not like uh-huh. we're playing without people these are still college basketball players Right, right. It'll be interesting however it shakes. It'll honestly it, – it'll be a testament to the team as a whole mm-hmm. this year, I think. Yeah, where they, it's going to it's gonna take a lot of – a strong mentality to, to get through this year. Um, yes. It's going to – you know, day by day, something new is going to pop up every single week. Um, so it's going to take a lot. Um, yes. But it'll be – and it being interesting in the uncertainty is going to make it a lot of fun, I think. Yes. I, I and stressful, very stressful, but fun too. Oh, 
No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So I guess I'll introduce my segment. Ace has got to get this off his, uh, off his chest. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a retroactive. Ace has got to get this off his chest. <clears throat> Nate, ever since I came on here and I talked about how well the Titans were doing and how great of a sports weekend I had, mm. the Titans have not looked good. They've yeah. lost two straight. Granted, one was to the uh, granted one was the best team in the NFL with the uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the and best just, record in the just, NFL. We just absolutely laid down this past weekend against the uh, the Bengals. Joe Burrow just did whatever he wanted with, against us, had his way. So sorry, Titans. I'm sorry I curse you, but ever since I came on here and was proud of how well the season had been going, it's just it's been it hasn't been good. It has not looked good at all. Yeah, so, I'm, so I'm sorry. I mean, no, it's fine. I think we all need to start where we began, and that's with an apology to me, um, a Braves and Tennessee fan. I think that's where it needs to start. And then two, I'll, I'll admit my own wrongdoings. Yeah. So, Asa, I haven't been able to watch a Titans game yet. I don't have cable. I stream everything. I've tried to find every single way to stream the Titans. CBS is one of the hardest things to do. You can't stream it. You have to buy the CBS package. So yeah. I'm guilty. Two weeks ago. Not one Titans game? No, 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 no. Two weeks ago, I decided I'm fed up. I can't not watch the Titans anymore. The Tennessee Volunteers, the fighting Tennessee Volunteers were playing against the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide on yeah. Saturday. And I was like, you know what? I know what is going to happen but you know what? I'm going to buy the CBS package anyways. Yeah. I'm going to allow myself to roll through this. I know it's not going to go well. It immediately started with an onslaught. Tennessee gets smacked, and I'm like, but at least I get to watch the Titans. I'm 0-2. <laughs> I'm 0-2 watching the Titans. I mean, if you guys have any advice, maybe I need to stop watching the Titans. Maybe Hang on, hang on. So you hadn't watched a game until you bought that CBS package, and then they lost two, and then they lost two straight? Yes, I have literally updated the games on my ESPN app this whole time. And I, it's, it's been so miserable because, like, I've been freaking out. I've been like, oh, my gosh, I need to watch the Titans. I need to watch the Titans. And I've been, like, updating it, updating it, updating it, updating it. And then finally I buy the package. And I have and they lose the two Titans. in a row. Yeah, so I don't oh know. If my, we are, oh, we are such bad luck. That is – I didn't know that, dude. I did not know yeah. that. So <laughs> I don't know if – I don't know if you owe me an apology or if I need to cancel my. We, package, at some point, we need to figure out who's more at fault here because. No, I know. <laughs> no, that's funny. I really didn't. I'm. I really did not know that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely a tough look, but I, I couldn't let you take all the blame. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate. I, it. I definitely I feel have. like I I've served the part. So hey, if anybody is out there listening, um, if if this week goes awry and I'm watching the game, then uh, I might just take a poll and see if I never need to watch it. <laughs> Dude, sacrifice is, for the titans uh, i will do this for the titans i mean i got my titans mug right now i mean that is crazy Go titans. um all right now let's get on with it uh do you have any keys for us this week okay so i wanted to give something good but i was thinking that we have a really 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 good guest coming on with us i mean that is yeah. without question and i wanted him to be able to provide some keys for the listeners other than hearing my voice so i'm gonna wait just a little bit longer, and I'm going to see what he has to give the listeners. All right. Well, you, there it is. So we do. We got a very special guest coming here shortly, um, and uh, I think y'all are going to love it. He's a legend. Um, so I, I can't wait for y'all to hear it, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Me and Nate have been talking about it all weekend, so uh, I can't wait, man. But uh, let's, let, let's get on with it. Yes, sir. All right, Penny. Man, I am excited to have you on tonight. 
I am so excited to have you on tonight, man. Me and Nate been talking about it all weekend. Um, I'm going to do your introduction a little different than I would most people. I'm going to start off by giving you a couple flowers real quick. Mm. So this one's going to be kind of fun. First one's kind of fun. Second one's kind of serious. First, you are the first one. You are my third favorite basketball player of all time. Besides me? Besides, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You are my third favorite, I mean, of all time. NBA, high school, middle school, college, my third. You know who the first two are? Who is that? LeBron James and Gerald Robinson Jr. Mm, that's some good I, company right there, boy. <laughs> I tell Gerald that every time I see him. But Man. anyway, I wanted to tell you that tonight. My second thing is, so when you break down Asa, and there's four people, there's four, when you break down my heart and who I am, there's, there, I want there to be four people who I kind of took from. You one of those people. Man, man, hey, listen, you don't, you're going to make me shed a tear tonight, boy. <laughs> I almost start sweating inevitably at some point, but. Oh, we, we know right, that. So, <laughs> Period. Oh, yeah. Period. I, got my I got my towel here, but so what I'm going to do is, I didn't write anything down for, for a traditional introduction. I'm just going to try to run through your story from memory, right? All right. So, born in Memphis, Penny, born in Memphis, uh, moved to Nashville when you were about 11, right? Right. Okay. Went to White's Creek High School. White's Creek had it rolling when you were there. Y'all had some good teams. Um, from White's Creek, you go on to Belmont. But at first, you were about to go to TSU. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So, you go to Belmont, playing the legendary coach, Rick Bird. You make it to an NIT your junior year? Sophomore year sophomore year which is I think I met you like right after that year or something like that mm -hmm. um and then you go on your senior year you had contributed a little bit to Belmont's first uh ever NCAA tournament trip um legendary run Penny had an incredible college career at Belmont honestly he is probably one of the one of the if not the main reason Belmont made it to their first ever NCAA tournament um from there you go on you get drafted in the G League to the Bakersfield Jam correct correct Okay, you play there for a little bit. Then you go on to Finland. You play for the Kovos over there, right? Yep. Okay, after your playing career is done, you go coach. Uh, you're a GA at Tennessee State under Coach Sy Alexander, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, from then you go to Cumberland, coach under Lonnie Thompson for two years? Three. Three, three years. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then from Lonnie Thompson at Cumberland, you go to Columbia State. You get the head coaching job in about 2011-12. Yeah, right now. Uh -huh. Okay. And then um, from there, from Columbia State, you get the assistant job at East Tennessee State under Steve Forbes, right? You were there for three years. How many tournaments did y'all make? Two years. Two years. Two years. Uh, y'all made one tournament or two tournaments? One. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so successful run at East Tennessee State. Has some incredible teams there. Then you go to um, uh, Illinois State for a year, right? Correct. Under Dan Mullen? Mullen, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, did y'all make a tournament that year? No, I lost in the championship game. Okay. 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 But yeah, still great program. Come on, Penny. Uh, great team. Come on, coach. Um, and after <laughs> Illinois State, finally, it all comes to fruition. You get your first head coaching opportunity at Tennessee State, right? Correct. That is From correct. Watkins Park to the Gentry Center, man. Been a long time coming. I was there when you were introduced as the head coach. Here I go sweating again. But anyway, so now he's at Tennessee State. I'm at Tennessee State. Yeah, he's my boss, but he's also my big brother. With no further ado, Brian Penny Collins, thank you for coming on, man. How you doing? Man, first of all, that's impressive, boy, that you ran down that resume without reading it. But, you know, hey, that's what family does, man, when you're able to really care about somebody. You know, you've been there every step of the way. You know, yeah. I, I, as, you was, as you were talking, I was thinking, like, yeah, I gave Asa my shoes from the first ever NCAA tournament, so he got yep. an everyday reminder. 
when I was with the Kobo Bears over, overseas, I gave you my practice jersey Yep. from over there. So this man had literally been with me every step of the way. And but I, I I feel the same about you. Everywhere you've been, I, I've been right there. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? man. I go down a laundry list of stories. So yeah, I, I'm just honored to be a guest on you guys' show tonight, man. I'm a fan, Nate. I've, I've known you from afar, and uh, been you know just been really just impressed about you as a young man and excited about your future in coaching, man. So you guys are doing an unbelievable job. But thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. We appreciate yeah. you. All right. Well, hey, all right. Tell us, give us your thoughts going into the season. Obviously, it's it's totally different. Never seen anything like it. What, where's your head at going into the season? Man, it's all over the place, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, this is one of the years where you got to be mentally tough as a player. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got to be just as mentally tough as a coach, too. Uh, there's so many changing parts and moving parts. Uh, the, the world is in such an unrest right now. You know, we're going through the election. Yep. We, we're battling COVID. Uh, we're battling social injustice. It's just so many, so many places to start. Uh, and then, and then, obviously, you got your own family that you got to deal with, and you got a, a, a TSU family, basketball players, and their families that you're having to deal with as well. So it's it's definitely a, a crazy time. But um, you know, I, I think some of the teams, the people that are going to be successful in this time, are, are the leaders that are focused and disciplining and can keep the task at hand, the task at hand. Yeah, yeah. Me and Nate kind of talked about earlier how you do have to be incredibly mentally tough this year, probably more so than any, obviously more so than any other year. Um, and, you know, it's going to take a lot of discipline from the players, from the coaches in order to pull this season off. Otherwise, because, you know, something might come up different every week. We've talked about how you may not play with your best player for a couple games, you know, your top two best players. Yeah, it's, and, I, you know, I, I think one thing about myself that I can – I can brag for one thing about me for sure is that I, I look forward to adversity. You know, I look yeah. forward to when it starts raining in the storm and shows who you really are. So uh, adversity is something that is going to happen all year this year. So I, I, I look forward to thriving in it. Yeah. So I have a quick question. You're just hitting on adversity. Um, how, what is one way that you provide to your players to let them know that adversity is going to happen and how are we going to income it? So, I mean, overcome it. So what are some steps that you're taking right now? Yeah. The first one is constant communication. Now, we talk about it all the time. We hang our hat on it. Uh, that's one of the pillars of our program. It's a statement that we've always preached about. You are who you are when adversity hits. You know, mm. you know, everybody's good high-fiving when things are going well. You got a 20-point lead. You're not. But uh, what, how are you going to be when you're down, when you lost two games in a row, when uh, you're down by 20? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, when life throws you some curveballs. So we have uh, numerous occasions to talk about these things over and over again. And then we put them in, we put them in situations in practice to make it tough for them. Uh, we we want to try to re, you know, kind of reinvent some things that could potentially happen in the season, uh, during practice, off the court. Uh, you know, we just we try to put them in so many adverse situations and prepare them for it. I mean, we do a full-fledged PowerPoint, as I could tell you, on preparing mm-hmm. them on adversity. So it's something that we really hang our hat on. Yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, <clears throat> adversity with you is a, is a huge thing. It has been throughout your life, watching you from afar. Um, I, not from afar, but just being there every step of the way. The way you <laughs> – I think, Penny, the way you handle adversity is, you know, it's second to none. You, you, know, you know how to handle what's coming towards you. What, where does that come from? What does it stem from? What's that look like for you, I guess? Well, I think uh, just the people that I've been around, you know, raised by my father. Um, and, I mean, not raised by my father, but my father being a coach. You know, mm-hmm. I was raised by my mother and father, but my parents instilled um, 
they just did an unbelievable job of putting that confidence in me. And, uh, you know, when growing up around people that have, you know, were coming through the civil rights era and hearing some things my grandmother went through and how she handled it and how my parents handled it. And then seeing my pops on the sidelines uh, in great seasons when things were going well, everybody praised them. When bad seasons, uh, people in the stands talking bad about your father and to and know he hears it and to him still coach with grace and not ever, you know, listen to that stuff. Uh, and then other coaches that I've been around and, you know, I, I really always lost respect for people that lose their cool in adverse situations mm-hmm. or a coach that loses mind. We all lose our mind as coaches and get texts and yes. stuff like that. But, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying, just keeping yeah. that composure, keeping that poise, and then having that same kind of mindset off the court in life. You know, um, I, want, I want to be, for my son history, I want him to look at me the same way that, hey, you know, I remember when, my, he won't remember this, but when I was a junior college coach and we didn't have a lot of money, we was eating Raymond noodles and drinking Kool-Aid and just trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, scraping up change to put in my gas tank to drive all the way to Columbia, Tennessee. You know, he won't see, he don't, he won't see that, but he'll hear these stories about how I got up and punched that, uh, punched that ticket every day. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to stay on that path that you want, even through the storm, your dreams can come true eventually. So I want to be a walking inspiration for him and anybody that, that sees uh, some of the things that I've done in my career so far. One of the things, speaking of that, so one of the things you told me one time back to the kind of the JUCO and the Columbia State days and how much of a grind that is and how challenging it can be at times. I heard you say one time that you had to almost you had to choose between paying your players light bill or your or your light bill. <laughs> and that's something when you get into coaching that that you would never dream of having to at least I wouldn't you know, I would never dream of having to do that. But that's some of the things that coaches have to go through on their way up. Yeah, um. You know, when, you, when you're trying to grind through this coaching business, it's tough, man. Uh, there, there's a laundry list of stories that are going to happen that are going to – you don't have to make decisions on what's going to be the best. You know, you're going to have a family that you may have to take care of or you take care of yourself. And uh, on, in the junior college world, you, you don't have much help. And you don't have a part – I mean, you don't have a on-campus housing. Well, we didn't. And so the guys were staying in apartments uh, in the city. And, you know, we didn't have a cafeteria. So not only was I struggling to eat, our players were struggling to eat. You know, they would use their pale, pale grand money to eat off of. But once that mm-hmm. money's gone, then what? You know, so, you know, you start, you start learning how to cultivate relationships with people in the community and go to churches and find uh, different people to feed you guys. We, we, would, we literally would go to a church and eat spaghetti on certain nights or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, ham and turkey sandwiches. But you just start getting creative on how you're doing things. You build a relationship with the, with the, um, the people that run the apartments to make sure, like, give, us, give them a couple more weeks. They're, they're yeah. working a job on the week. My players are working jobs and to, so they can be able to pay their rent. You know, so mm-hmm. when, when, you, when, you're, when you're the head coach, uh, your 15 players that you have on roster that you brought from all over the United States to come play for you at a junior college, their problems become your problems. You know, and, and their parents are, you know, most of them sometimes will come from situations where they can't help either. So, you have to figure out ways to make sure your team is comfortable. And I, I feel like those days when you're rising up, they prepare you in, to get ready for an opportunity like this once you get to a higher level where you got a little bit more help, a lot more financial help and things of that nature. But uh, it definitely molded me who, who I am today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question, Asa. Um, Go ahead, man. You can so, put in whenever you want. <laughs> I mean, you're only 36 years old right now. You're head coach at TSU. I mean – you have a laundry list of accomplishments. 
you have been a young coach just like us. What were some of the ways that you were self-improving when you were a young coach like Asa and I are currently? I mean, you're still a young coach. I'm not putting you in that category yet. I'm not, I'm not moving you up yet. I don't want to be old guy yet. <laughs> yeah, but like even when you were, I mean, 30, 29, 28, I mean, just starting out, what were some right. ways that you were looking to improve or maybe some ways that you wish you had improved in? Yeah, well, that's, good. that's a great question, Nate, man. I spent a lot of time learning the game, spending time uh, under guys that I respected. I was able to cultivate relationships with people through who I wanted to eventually uh, work with one day. I, I, I could tell you, for example, uh, Bruce Pearl, he was at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I would, any chance I get to go, to go to Knoxville to go watch a practice, go to his house, um, spend time there. I never forget one night, I spent time in a hotel lobby one night talking to him about plays. We drew up a play, he draw, I draw a play. He drew a play, I draw a play. Like, it was times like that that I felt like really sharpened me, but it also inspired me. It made me want to, to say to myself, you know what, I could be on that level one day. You know, yeah. coaching at a four-year institution as a, as a head coach on the Division One level. Um, reading a lot of books. Uh, I, I would tell you anybody that has done it before, you know, from Phil Jackson, everybody's seen the last dance, but I encourage you to go read his books. Uh, mm-hmm. Go read Bill Belichick's books. I mean, I got a laundry list of books up here that have all people coming from championship caliber programs and, and not just basketball, football. Uh, I recently read a book on that we actually teach our team on legacy of all blacks rugby team. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just tried to always find out what championship level people do and how they do it. And then not only how they do that's it, how, they, how do you sustain it? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the key, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you study study the greats, man. And, and, and then if, you, if you're able to have opportunity to actually have a relationship with one of those greats, that could take you to a whole nother level. And I feel like that's something that I, really, I did. Wow, yeah. How, how do you, as at the age that you were, when you, you talked about having those meetings with Bruce Pearl, how does a young coach try to get his foot in the door just to be able to have a meeting and sit down and start drawing up a plays with a basketball mind like that? Man, you know, um, what I did, my role, my, uh, my mindset was work as many camps as I can. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how the running gun camp started. I went to work. Legendary up. camp. Legend. Best basketball camp to ever come through the state of Tennessee, bar <laughs> none. Appreciate that. A lot, a lot of legends came out of that camp, I can tell you that. Yeah. But uh, work, I, went, I went and worked Belmont's camp. I went and worked Lipscomb's camp. Um, Vanderbilt's camp. Um, Tennessee State's camp. Mm-hmm. And then I had, you know, got built a report with so many people that were saying, hey, you should go down to Knoxville and work Tennessee's camp. So I went down to work Tennessee's camp. But every camp I'm working, I'm, I'm working right alongside the assistant coaches and the head coach, you know, mm-hmm. so getting to know people. That's how I got on as a grad assistant at Tennessee State. I worked Tennessee State's camp. Mm-hmm. And coach mm-hmm. Alexander was like, man, you should come be a GA for me, you know. But I was still playing pro ball at the time. I didn't really want to do it. And the same thing with Bruce Pearl. I'm, I'm down there working the camp. I got my little my little 10-year-olds, and I'm coaching them hard. I'm excited on the sideline, and we win a championship, you know, in the camp. And, yeah. and then Bruce was like, hey, Benny, come on my house, man. You know, Tony Jones was the assistant. And yeah, Tony, Tony Jones. Would, Tony would take me over there. And, you know, that, that's kind of how it started. It's, it's, some, it's as simple as just being yourself, having an opportunity to be around those guys, and then, and then everything else will take over from there once they see how authentic you are. Mm-hmm. Wow. You got well, anything, Nate? I mean, when shoot. I, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of things that I could be <laughs> hit him, hit him. Right now. I mean, so, yep. okay, for one, so you just mentioned authenticity or authenticity, excuse yeah. me for my language. Um, when you were coaching, 
I feel like, I mean, Ace has told me many stories. I've heard many stories. I know I work with Coach Rose. You know Coach Rose. Um, authenticity is one of your major characteristics, major, one of your major character qualities. How does that affect your coaching style? You know, I, it keeps me from being stressed out all the time. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Having to be somebody else or try to, you know, put this facial expression on that the players know is not really me. Um, and in this generation, more than any generation I've seen, they can read you when you're not being authentic or not being real. Yeah. Um, and once they feel like you're a certain way and things don't go their way, then they'll transfer in a heartbeat on you. Uh, you know, we, we know the transfer portal is out of, the, out of this world. And the one thing I can tell you in recruiting that I learned from Rick Bird was is to always tell the truth. And for me, for me, I took that another step was always be yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Rick Bird had unbelievable, some unbelievable values. But I, when, I, when I became a coach, I can't be Rick Bird because my name is Brian Collins. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I took, but I took a lot of the values that he has and – I put them into my own personality and there's still championship fabric, but it's coming with an out of Brian Collins's personality from Brian yeah. Collins' personality. And if I try to be Rick Bird or Sal Alexander or Lenny Acuff or whoever, it, somebody will pick up on it. Even in this interview tonight, if I were to wear a sweater vest and cut all my facial hair off, <laughs> you would have said, and didn't wear a hat, you would have said, that's not Penny. You know what I'm if saying? he didn't wear his glasses. Right. My four-eyed friend. I'm Stephon tonight. This is, this is Urkel, and I'm Stephon right now. So, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I just think, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's a, I've said this in a, uh, in a tweet not too long ago. It's a lot less exhausting just being yourself, man. Mm-hmm. You be yourself, your authentic self. It's so refreshing, and, and people – um, will, grad- will, will gravitate towards you and they can feed off your energy and people want to be around real. And um, it's magnetic so- almost. I mean, even, yeah. I mean, I, your energy is magnetic. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that because I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. Right. I don't feel that I'm trying to be magnetic. Yeah. But when you're, you're just yourself, yourself. Yeah. When you're yourself, people will realize that. And, and, uh, and then you have the right kind of people around you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, man. Oh, golly. Um, Nate, what else you got, man? All right. Hey, so I have a big question. So usually I'm during this podcast, I try to give three keys to the listeners. I thought, okay, we have a head ball coach at the Tennessee State University that played at Belmont, played professionally, et cetera. It's coached everywhere. I wanted to ask you, so we're young coaches here trying to figure it out. You're a young coach that has started to figure it out you're still figuring it out as any coach should be I mean you're learning still but you've got it a lot more figured out than us and so what are some of the steps or what are some of the keys that you would give to a young coach starting out in this business that they can be doing better or okay this is something that I've seen this is something that I've experienced that is can be beneficial for you or something hey this is what I keep saying you guys got to stay away from this uh, you maybe pull out my name notes over here and think about some stuff as I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I could tell you this: the, the first thing that you that you need to know is is uh, you can't worry about money. Um, if you're in yeah. this for money, then you're in the wrong business. Um, mm-hmm. There's not many people that start off 
in a place where you financially you're just so happy with the money that you're making that you're good you know yeah you can't you can't worry about finances when it comes to coaching you gotta once you step foot into this realm you gotta be two feet in and be ready be ready to take that plunge and mm-hmm. be ready to fall from the bottom that's number one number two you can't worry about your next job you know while you're yeah. struggling you can't be worried about <clears throat> Oh man, I just want to. I got to do whatever I can to get out of here to get the next job so I could double my salary or mm-hmm. I could leave NAI and go D D two or D two D one or whatever. Like I just got to get out of here. Um, one thing Coach Forbes just always say: uh, be great at the job that you have. Yeah. And if you do what you do, somebody will eventually take notice. Okay. And then the third thing I would say that would be a key is that you need to make sure that you're putting yourself in position from a networking standpoint to when a job opportunity does come open, that you're ready. And that doesn't contradict, I don't want you to think that contradicts my last statement, but nobody can promote you like you. Nobody can um, motivate yourself or put yourself in the best position or sell yourself like you. Uh, you can't rely on, uh, what's your head coach name again? I lose my train of thought. Uh, Bubba Smith. Bubba yeah, Smith. Bubba. I want to say call him Bubba, but I didn't want to be, you know, uh, <laughs> no, Bubba wrong. But, but Bubba, Bubba, good guy. But you can't just rely on Bubba. Bubba got to give me a job, man. He knows I'm working hard for him. Bubba's going to take care of me. Yeah, that's great. But are you going to coaching clinics? Are you reaching out to, and emailing coaches after you've heard him speak? Are you reading their books? Are you doing the things we talked about earlier? Are you um, – are you, are you, he asking you to do the scout and work on offense, but why don't you uh, look into some defense too? Why don't you take it a step further? Are you yeah. doing things that coach is not asking you to do? You know, uh, when you're, when a way team comes in town, are you going to that coach shaking his hand and say, Hey, let me get your number. Just to, mm-hmm. just to have you in my, in my wheelhouse. You know, there's so many things that you can do that you can't rely on your boss or your daddy or your mentor to make happen for you. So nobody can promote you like you. So make sure you're networking and doing your part. So that when it when that opportunity does come, that you're ready. Yeah, I got a I got a question for you also. What has what has Nashville meant to you since you've since you've been back here and being a head coach at a school like Tennessee State? What is your growing up in Nashville? The people that you grew up around and played with. What is what has that meant to you since you've been back? Because I'm 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 kind of interested because you mean a lot to the city. Man, I've said this before, but it means everything to me. Like, yeah. it's a dream come true. Um, I don't really have words that we can explain how big it is, how massive and monumental it is for me to be coaching as a head coach in Nashville, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and to coach a university that my grandmother attended, all my cousins attended, my grandfather mm-hmm. attended, my sister attended, my mama attended. Uh, I wanted to attend, but I ended up getting my master's degree from, and I yeah. grew up on this campus. I mean, I grew up running around here, watching the legends play, Frankie Allen, Carlos Rogers, NCAA tournament teams. I saw all of that. Um, and honestly, I'm going to tell you this. This is this is something I probably, I've never told you this, Asa. Yeah. But when, when I uh, interviewed for the job in 2014, and I didn't, when I was at Columbia State, I interviewed and I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, but, I, but I still was coaching at Columbia, and even when I went to NC, East Tennessee State and Illinois State, I would always come back to Nashville for like holidays and mm-hmm. Christmas and whatever, summertime every a couple of days or whatever. And I would drive past the gentry and I would always say to myself, that's my gym right there. 
that's supposed to be my gym. Really? I'm, I'm supposed to have the keys to that gym. I mean, I was saying that like, yeah. When I was 26 years old, like, man, man I should be. That's supposed to be my gym. Like, man, I, I got chills like, right now. You got to chill out. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. Like, I, I believe. Like, that's supposed to be my gym. And every now and then, when I'm driving up to the gym, I'm driving up that hill, uh, I'll be like, damn, I can't believe it's my gym. Really? I was just talking about this. Yeah. Like, for real. So, like, um, man, you know, it's a, so doesn't that make you want to work even harder for that school? Like, I mean, that's yeah. where your heart is. Like, I feel like you were in such a special place. I mean, that is the school that your whole family has been a part of. You have been a part of. I mean, yeah. and if anybody from the outside hasn't seen it yet, what you have already done, and I, is th this is year three, correct? Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. what you've done in two years, I mean, just elevating this program, recruits-wise, players-wise, your playing style. Um, I mean, the record says for itself, I mean – Everyone, I mean, the fans are starting to take notice. I mean, more fans pouring in. I mean, we got Asa over there working at TSU. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be very blunt and honest. You didn't think that Asa was going to be working at TSU. <laughs> so, I mean, you just got the whole thing. You just got this charisma about you that people are gravitating towards. And I think that what you were saying is it starts with your heart. That is where it wants to be. Oh, God. And, I mean, you said it, you said it best. With, it doesn't make you want to work harder. And it does, man. I mean – you lose sleep trying to make sure that you, you're doing the best. It, uh, it's not stress like I'm worried mm -hmm. that so we're going to fail. I, I, it's more like the anticipation of the success is about to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a matter of time, honestly. And, and when I say success, that doesn't mean we're going to go to five NCAA tournaments and, you know, send all these guys to the NBA. It's just what you just said. The community is here. We tripled our attendance in our second year. That was yes. number one. That was number one in the country over North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. You name it, we were number one in the country. Yeah. And um, we were number one in ESPN views from the OVC. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I just saw recently today that came out, we, we're number two in the country in social media interactions. Like, how is Tennessee State number two? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's because it's, it's a lot of really good things going on in our community. We got a new AD who's creating a lot of energy and, you know, what our program has done. That's, all, that's, that's also crazy because Mickey Allen, the new AD, was – and you helped coach it. He was my eighth-grade AAU coach, and yeah. you, you helped coach some tournaments. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's crazy how that came full circle. Me and him oh, were man. on that sideline helping out, and now we're, you know – The Tennessee head game in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> right. Crazy, man. So It's funny. But that's, how, but that's how it goes, man. You know, you, you put your heart into something and – that's one thing about, you know, some of the people, myself and some of the people that I'm around, once we decide we want to do something, we, we try to make sure that it happens. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, I, I think ev everything that you embody is is absolutely shown, you know, throughout the program so far. I don't want to turn this into just a, you know, a TSU pep rally right now, even though mm -hmm. TSU pep rallies are some of the best in the country. Hey, you, out you, hey, you outweigh me two to three right now, or two to one, so <laughs> go for it. Uh, but uh yeah man yeah it, it's been cool it's been it's been really cool um talk to us about obviously you you made you made uh you've made into the tournaments as a player and as a coach talk to us about what it would mean to make one as a head coach versus how it felt to make one mm -hmm. as a player i think uh for tennessee state it's the validation aspect of it um yeah you know that's our goal our goal is to get to the ncaa tournament here at tsu and then sustain that. You know, mm -hmm. we want to be a perennial team that you got to respect. When you hear 
um, Belmont, they got a elite level of respect. You hear Murray State, you hear respect. Well, we want that. We want that. We want to be that same consideration. Uh, Tennessee State, oh man, it's a tough. That's going to be a tough game. They got a good program. Mm-hmm. They they've been to the NCAA tournament. Coach Penny Collins has been to the, took them, helped them get there. You know, what I'm saying? I want I want it for that for the validation of our program and our our in the community. We need that, and uh, mm-hmm. it's time to bring it back. So um, if I die and we never make it. I'm a, I'll be good because I know what it's really about is 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 uh is this community and sending a ripple throughout our entire community, and uh, we're already doing that. Yeah, man. yeah. Um. So we talked. We've I think we've asked every single coach that we have interviewed on this podcast that has played the game of basketball and now is coaching. Okay, we've you've worked hard as a player. You know what that looks like. What does it look like? What is the biggest difference between working hard as a player and working hard as a coach? We we've heard it from many, but I'm just interested in your take. Um, honestly, man, it's the same relentless mindset. You know, when, you, when you're a player, you grind, you stay in that gym, getting shots up, ball handling. You know, put coming in, putting that extra time in. Um, that's what makes you great, and that's what helps you your team get to that potential championship and win those games. But as a coach, it's the same mindset. Instead of the, the jumpers and the, and the and the ball handling, you replace it with reading books and, and putting in that film study and, and, and finding the right things that's going to help your team become the best they can become. But it's, it's the same attack. It's the same. You lose, right back. Let's figure out the next day. You win, ain't, ain't no time to get excited. Right back next day. So I think that's the, that's the, that's the part. You never settle. Um, I, I felt like that's the same way I am. I was as a player in the same way I am now. So I want to I want to uh, bring it back a while real quick. So you know you talk about mindset and mentality, and when you had these when so these running gun camps that you started, the Brian Penny Collins running gun camps at Watkins Park, then the A game, then to Brentwood Academy for a while, you would always have us. Um, you, you would have some rap lyric like, uh, okay, you, you know, it was. Some, I'm not gonna rap them right now, but you know, you know what you did. No, and we. Yeah, the whole, huh? Go, no. go ahead and rap them. Come on now. Give your favorite one. My favorite one. Uh, it was uh the uh no, nah, I can't even do it now. Um, put them on, on my swag. Yo, I walk like a ball player, no matter where you go. Yeah. So Penny had the whole camp. Yeah. Yep. Penny had the whole camp singing that, and yeah, that's like amazing. And that was kind of the stuff that I took. That I that whole that kind of mindset of playing and being up and energetic was kind of something I tried to take with me along the way, and it's something that I think is is you know, you're being true to yourself, but I think that a lot of people can kind of take that with them. But that was something real pivotal for me uh, in my playing career leading up, you know, to where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole the whole premise of that, it's, it's, it's been bad what we talked about all night. Just yeah. being, yourself, being authentic. Um, making camp fun and exciting for, for myself. And I, and I knew it would be great for you guys. Yeah. Uh, it added camaraderie to the day. It added fun, added togetherness, gave us some something to look forward to. Every morning, y'all knew we was going to give a different quote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at guys that have uh, practices and, you know, they have quote of the day, you know. Yeah. Give you some Shakespeare quote. Yeah. Uh, to me, Shakespeare, was, his name was Sean Carter, Jay-Z. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, or, or, Man. or Wayne Carter, Lil Wayne. So, so that's you know. where Asa got it. Asa got it from you. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot all that. I would say about ninety percent of his swag came from me. Uh, okay, I promise you. I promise that. 
Jay Z, all that. That's that's Penny. He got that's that Penny. <laughs> that, that, that's Penny. Um, but also like those camps, man. Like they kind of laid the foundation for what high school basketball and AAU basketball looks like in Nashville right now. And you did that at such a young age. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, uh, you know, I just I, I look at guys like Jamal and Spencer. Yeah, and they were they started at our camp. Uh, work and train and what they're doing now is just phenomenal you know mm-hmm. but uh you know and they'll tell you this they'll tell you that the running gun camp got them started um gave them the the blueprint to do what they're doing now and started girls aau teams and then boys aau teams and, and now even to this day they're still training and now they've taken it to a whole nother level and they're, they're training guys that are in the nba all the way down to to to, to guys the age of my son so yep you know, I, it's definitely a badge of honor. Anytime they do something, it just makes me smile because I know yeah. they got their start at the at the running gun camp. Listen, there's still this like LeBron aspect to you that like I have. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating or anything. There's still like this LeBron aspect. Um, you with me every day, dude. I know, I know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm all. But I'm finally all getting to day. like talk to you and like tell you how he feels about you and get to like have like a personal conversation that's like. Okay, this is what you mean to me. And I had a little bit of it last week when I was talking to Drew Maddox. Drew Maddox, yeah. one of my mentors growing up, coached me in AAU, et cetera. Like one of the guys that's just like, wow, that's, that's like the guy that like, I feel like a lot of people want to be like. That's like one of the people that I want to be like. Ace is like, dude, like we got we to gotta get Coach Collins on. We got to get Penny on here. <laughs> Like, I really didn't want to. I, I, I really go, didn't want to. Like, I was. I, I really was like, nervous to ask you for a little bit because I was like, man, he got a lot of stuff to do. Like, I don't know if I want to go anybody from TSU right now, but whatever. Uh, Penny, all right, talk to us about embrace us real quick. This new thing that you uh, that you've started kind of this past summer. All right, uh, real quick, man. Embrace us is an organization that we started uh, for coaches, administrators, faculty members. Uh, we, we try to stay focused on basketball coaches, but we expanded to. The NBA, the WNBA, uh, we even have um, athletic directors, we have uh, search firm committees, we have basketball sports agents in our organization. And um, we just, <clears throat> we're doing a lot of things right now in the community. Um, uh, matter of fact, uh, Nate, uh, Drew Maddox is in our organization as well. Really? Um, yeah, now, we got a turkey drive coming up, we're really excited about it. In Nashville, we're gonna give away 200 turkeys to needy families. Uh, we, we've done some mindset, mindset mental health clinics for college students um we're doing a mental health coaching uh clinic for actual coaches we're doing a women's coaching clinic uh we're doing a coaching clinic for d2 and nai coaches coming up this is so many things we're doing we're trying to promote and empower yeah. promote and empower the next dramatics and next penny collins and and be able to network with some of these same people some of the same stuff we've been talking with you guys about our organization is doing that uh, you know it's our duty we have we all have a life and uh, one of the things we hang our hat on is it's our duty to share our life. So we, we want to bring up the next great coach, the next great NBA trainer, the next great NBA executive, the next great agent, sports agent. And uh, it's a, a one-stop shop for it all. So I'm, I'm really excited about our organization. We've got over 60 members. And if I went down the list of people in our group, you'd be surprised. We've got a very powerful group. And uh, we're doing some really big things right now. Yeah. How, how might somebody get involved with that? Uh, that's the thing, man. We, we, we've been really picky, man. We, uh, you have to be invited by a member, uh, okay. fill out an interest form, and you have to be voted in by our advisory board. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's, How it's, might it's, someone support that? Well, um, a lot of different ways. You know, we have our website, embraceus.org, and uh, a lot of information is there. 
And uh, we're still a new organization, even though we've been working on it over two years, but uh, we got a lot of great things coming out and uh, you look forward to hearing about, a lot about Embrace Us. You'll be seeing it a lot uh, come 2021. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak for Asa really quick. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank I know you, that thank you. I really appreciate it. I if if Asa can't get the words out, I know, <laughs> I know that he's very appreciative. I am super appreciative. It was, uh, gosh, it was, it was something special to get to hear from you tonight. Um, just the impact that you've already made in coaching, the impact that you'll continue to make on the court, but more importantly in the community and everywhere around. But um, where could someone find you on social media? Oh, Instagram and Twitter is Coach Penny One. Anyone. Hey, that's easy. That's easy. Asa, you can find Asa on Twitter at the Asa Spades with a Z on the end. You can find me on Twitter at Nate five underscore Moran. You can find us on Twitter at mind of a coach one. You can find us on Instagram at mind of a coach. We have a Facebook page as well. If you have any questions, comments, please leave them below. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you coach for coming on. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. I'm out in the words of Asa. <laughs> Over. <laughs>